I'm Michelle, certified personal trainer and certified nutrition coach. And I'm Marissa, and I'm a certified nutrition coach and group fitness instructor. And this is the Strong and Simple Podcast. We're tackling the latest fads, trends, and hot topics in the nutrition, wellness, and fitness industries using science and conversation to bust myths and give you the information you need to navigate the bullshit. Tune in for your twice a week truth bombs every Tuesday and Friday. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another mini-sode of the Strong and Simple podcast. This is Michelle, and today I want to talk to you about finding time for yourself when you are entering a life transition. And what brings about this topic for me is it is almost the end of summer, and I myself will be transitioning back into school as a teacher full-time as of next week, (laughs) which brings about a lot of feelings of, you know, excitement to get back to maybe it'll be almost a normal school year, but also might feel, um, you know, like I suddenly don't have a lot of time for myself anymore. And that is totally true and valid because huge chunks of my day where I have been able to spend you know, working out, extra long walks, um, making all of my food at home, things like that are going to kind of go to the wayside as I transition back to school. And I know that summertime can be a big transition time, not just for teachers, uh, but also for many families and many folks um, who might have a little bit more relaxed schedules during the summer and also might have, um, especially this year, making a real like full transition back to the office full time after maybe being able to work from home most of the time, perhaps your job is requiring you to go back to the office. And while you've been working while working from home, um, not necessarily on vacation, like I have been as a teacher, but There are lots of things that you can do while you're working from home um, that you can't when you're working in the office, such as having your meals at home um, ready to make, right? Um, Being able to throw a load of laundry in or um, clean the floors during your 15-minute break, right? Or in between meetings, like being able to structure your day in a way where you're very, very productive for your job, but also getting some of the things done at home that oftentimes end up being left until the weekend. So today I just wanted to kind of chat about some things that I am doing to plan for this transition back to school. And hopefully it helps you either right now in this moment or um, at some point in the future, if you are planning or there might be a big transition in your life. So first of all, during this transitional time when you might be finding yourself with less time for fitness, for nutrition, for things like that. The biggest thing to do is to keep it super, super simple, right? Really focusing in on the big rocks. What are the items, the two or three habits or behaviors 
strategies, things that you can do for yourself over the course of the week, over the course of the month that are going to be the biggest bang for your buck. All right. This is not a time for stressing about little minute minutia details. This is a time for looking at what are the couple of things that are going to be the biggest and most impactful for me now in the shortest amount of time. So for me, um, this looks like sticking to my strength training program three days a week, my strength programming with warm up, cool down, some mobility work always averages out to be about an hour and a half. And I could say, I'm going to cut that down to be 60 minutes or 45 minutes. But I know for me, really making sure that I have the time for a solid warm up and a solid bout of mobility work, those three days a week make a huge difference. So in looking at my schedule and going back to work, I have programmed in for myself the three days a week where I have 90 minutes to do my strength workouts. Okay. And then looking at another big rock for myself is ensuring that I get um, my daily walks in about 30 minutes, 20 to 30 minutes, um, five to seven days a week, because I do not always get a walk in every day. Um, and Another topic for another day is the idea of getting 10,000 steps. I do aim for five to 7,000 steps every day. If I hit 10, that's great. Um, but really making sure that I'm up and moving as much as possible. And this happens a lot more for me. Um, when I am at work, I am walking to the office. I am walking and visiting classrooms and teachers and spending time with students. So I am getting a lot of intentional or not even intentional movement, but I'm getting movement throughout my day more so actually than in the summertime uh, when I have to be a little bit more intentional about it. However, I do know that I have a 30 minute lunch period every day in a beautiful bike path with some community gardens that runs behind my school. And if I walk from my school to the high school, um, it's about 15 minutes and then 15 minutes back. So I do try to do that and incorporate that walk, not only for my physical body, but it's a really great mental break to get out into, um, into the fresh air, just throw my headphones in, either listen to an audiobook or music or a podcast, you know, um, whatever is going to help kind of de-stress me and relax me for that 30 minutes. I do have the privilege of kind of having my own schedule during the day because I'm not directly in the classroom anymore. I do more of overseeing the programs and the evaluation process at my school. So I do have the privilege of having a little bit more flexibility in my day to go for that walk during my half hour lunch and then kind of be eating at other times. So that being said, if you're a teacher and you're like, but I need to eat during my lunch break, this strategy that works for me may not work for you. And that's okay. Okay. You got to find what is going to be doable for you. And then my third big rock is focusing on protein and specifically focusing on grab and go kind of meal prep. So I know that I am not going to want to spend 
an hour, two hours, three hours on the weekends when that time is so, so precious now, cooking up a ton of meals for the upcoming week. And while I firmly believe in meal planning and menu planning and meal prepping, making sure that you're ready for the week ahead, um, it does not have to look like what we very often see on um, on Instagram from a lot of influencers. And it can be very, very simple things like making sure that I have yogurt and granola in my office, that I have tuna packets, that I have my protein powder readily available, um, that I have fruit and vegetables ready to grab and go. So this is a time when I will spend the extra money on pre-cut, pre-prepared uh, produce. And I know that not everybody is able to do that, but if you can, um, the savings in time is also likely going to lead you to be more likely to eat those products than if you buy a bunch of vegetables that you have to cut up, even though it doesn't necessarily take a ton of time to cut up. That can be a barrier that seems just too much, um, during a big transitionary time for you. So I recommend trying to get some pre-cut produce, um, protein sources that are already prepared or very easy to throw together. You can also get things at the grocery store like a already cooked rotisserie chicken, already cooked um, chicken and fish. You can get veggie burgers that are very easy to throw into the microwave or throw onto a skillet if you happen to be home. Um, just try to make sure that those veggie burgers do have at least 15 to 16 grams of protein in them. Sometimes they do not. Um, so just be mindful when you're buying those products that you are getting a protein bang for your buck. Um, also things that can be really useful, um, you know, a big rock for me is also staying hydrated as I get busier at work, it can be really challenging for me um, to make sure that I am sipping on enough water. Um, and when it, you know, in New England, it can remain pretty warm um, in September and October as the weather starts to change. And as I get busier, I might be a little negligent on my water intake and especially on making sure that I'm getting my electrolytes in especially if it's a heavy, like a more intense workout day. So just being mindful of those things. So what my big rocks are, are not necessarily what your big rocks are. So what I would encourage you to do is if you are entering this period of transition or from going from having maybe more time to focus on yourself and your self-care through fitness and nutrition to having less time um, to really find what are those two to three big rocks that make you feel really good when you do them, that are really making a big impact towards you reaching your goals. And then when you do have extra time, you can add in those other supplementary things. So maybe you love yoga class, but your big goals right now involve strength gains or Maybe you're training for a half marathon, right? So your long runs and your running program, which should also include strength training, I'm just going to put that in there. Um, that's what's going to be your big rock, right? 
the other things, the supplementary things, you can kind of fill in around as you have more time for them. Because one of the biggest, I hate to use the word mistake, but I'm going to use it. One of the biggest mistakes I see people make, and I do it too, is um, making a to-do list that is huge and has a million different things on it. And there's actually no possible way that you're going to be able to get all those things done and do them all well. So unfortunately, some things do need to take a side seat or a back seat or be put on, you know, a supplementary to-do list that if I have time, then I will also do these things. Because especially if you are a teacher, you probably have a similar mindset to many educators that I know of like, I got to do it all. I got to do it all perfectly. And, um, that can just lead to real serious burnout and overwhelm. So if we're thinking about fitness and nutrition as a vehicle or as vehicles for self-care for filling us up so that we can then go be the best educators that we want to be, then we need to pare things back and take things down a notch and recognize that sometimes getting it done is the best that we can do, right? And what I mean by that is maybe it's a 10-minute walk today instead of a 30-minute walk. That's amazing. Maybe two days a week, 30-minute full-body strength training sessions, that's what's going to work for you and your schedule, right? Just because I have 90 minutes three times a week doesn't mean that you will, and that's okay. That doesn't make me better or more dedicated or anything like that. It's just me looking at my schedule and what is important to me in my fitness goals and programming right now. So if you are like me and you are entering a time, a season of your life where you're about to be a lot more busy than you have been recently, you might be feeling a little anxious about that. And how am I going to do it all? And my biggest advice to you is don't try to do it all. Make sure you are trying to find that balance of relaxation time, family time, friendship time, but also time that can fill you up with your fitness and nutrition. And another thing is this might look like your friend time might be a workout or a walk with your friend, right? Can, are there some places where you can overlap things that fill you up so that you aren't constantly like just trying to find time for yourself and for others? So I know that this was not um, a podcast filled with like five steps to X, Y, Z. And it's kind of just like, a little antidotal and a little storytelling about what's occurring for me right now. But I hope that it was helpful to kind of put some things into perspective for you so that if you are in the season of going from less busy to more busy, you're able to give yourself some compassion and take some things off of your plate to keep it simple 
to keep it unoverwhelming so that the things that you are doing are filling you up and creating a big impact towards your goals. Because just because you are having less time doesn't mean that everything needs to come to a halt, all right? And that's that all or nothing mindset that many of us have with fitness and nutrition. We're either all on board or we're like not doing anything. And I just want you to have a perspective of that it doesn't have to be all or nothing. It can be some and still be worthwhile and help you get from A to B in your goal making, as long as you are also being realistic with your goal setting. All right. So I would love to hear uh, from you. If this was useful, please email us at strongandsimplepodcast at gmail.com. Or you can join the conversation over on the gram. Strong and Simple Podcast um, is our handle over there. I also have um, some spots for one-time consults. And these can be really useful for folks if maybe you already have a program that you're following or you don't really feel like you need or want or have time for like a month's worth of, or six months worth of personal training sessions, or you don't need a program, right? I do offer one-time consults that work really well in these instances of like, let's look at your schedule. Let's look at the, like, what is accessible to you right now in your schedule? What are some barriers standing in your way and help you come up with a plan to try to integrate some of these big rock habits and behaviors into your day in a not so overwhelming way and a less, less whelming <laughs> so that you can be successful. Um, so I do have that and offer that service. So if that's something that would be useful to you, uh, you can email me at strong and simple podcast at gmail.com. Um, and just let me know, um, that you would love to set up a time for one of those consults with me. Um, otherwise I hope that you are enjoying and embracing and absorbing as much of the summer energy as you can if you are here in the Northern Hemisphere with me. I know we have some listeners um, in other parts of the world where it might be actually a transitional time from winter into spring. So that can bring on some other different challenges for you. So wherever you are, whatever you're doing today, I hope that it is a good day for you. And I look forward to talking with you. This has been an episode of the Strong and Simple podcast. If you'd like to learn more about any of the topics we've discussed or about any of our guests, please make sure that you visit us on Instagram at Strong and Simple Podcast. And if there's ever any topics, questions, concerns, anything that you would like to suggest to us, please feel free to email us at Strong and Simple Podcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. We, Michelle Farrell and Marissa Zabo of the Strong and Simple Podcast, reside on Pawtucket land. 
We acknowledge the land and the Pawtucket people, as well as the land and the people of the many native nations of whom the land belongs, to respect and honor them and their land, as well as to be mindful of the harm colonialism has and continues to do on the indigenous people of the United States and the world. This land acknowledgement is our commitment to support indigenous peoples and their voices in the struggle against systemic oppression and for human rights, as well as to push against the canceling and erasure of their history, their stories, their culture, and their present. We encourage you to visit native-land.ca to discover whose land you are residing on, as well as ways to support indigenous folks. content of this podcast represents the views and opinions of Michelle Farrell, Marissa Zabo, and their guests, and is not intended to be individualized advice or recommendations. Nothing in this episode is to be construed as medical advice or to substitute for individualized fitness or nutrition advice. Always consult with the appropriate professional for your own needs.